0: 2024, miserable and reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all thanks to South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan and Ryan, and be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And click the link in the description of this podcast to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond to you the very next week. Uh, all right, boys, the good, the bad, and the ugly—the first of the year. Kick it off, Morgan. All
1: right, yeah. One second here. I just have to get the dog inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got two awesomes and
2: a lame. Uh, I do my lame first. Uh, See, so as as you say, it is the new year, New Year's Eve. After the kids fell asleep, Crystal and I didn't make it much further, and didn't even watch the ball drop. Just went right to bed. So,
1: uh,
2: I saw a bunch of pictures of everyone else who's up, cheers and toasting. I was like, yeah, no, I looked at Crystal like. I'm not. You gonna make it? She said, "No, Me the media. We just packed it up and went to bed. Woke up, I think, sometime early in the morning, and just said, "Happy New Year," and went back to bed.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you do right. You get out the champagne flutes, you pop a bottle of champagne like six thirty. You wait till the next day and you post it, and you, and, and then you just say like, "Happy New Year's, everyone!" You took it at six thirty.
2: <laughs> um. That's the my one of my awesomes is you know, Christmas just came and both the kids and the wife all three were extremely happy and excited about all the, the stuff they got. And I got a new pair of shoes and I was happy with that and uh because I needed some. And then uh, you know, the kids both got a bike with tricy- a tricycle. I guess not tricycle, um training wheels, sorry. Well, um Still figuring that
1: one out for them. So if they would give it a try or not. And then just a bunch of random toys that will probably be forgotten about come June. Yeah, like all the other
2: toys in our lives. Yeah, I had no idea I had that. I've been looking for that. Like, no shit. You don't say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. And my uh, my other awesome final one is, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some of the bowl games today. And I got to go to my first uh, bowl game experience up in Maryland, thanks to Ryan here, who hosted me up there to his new house, which is a pretty cool, awesome spot. And now uh, we went and watched uh, Virginia Tech play Tulane in a pouring rain uh, game over Annapolis at the military stadium for Navy. Um, and it's saying, I'll leave it with someone. Go too much into it right now, but uh, of course, if you watched, it, you know, Virginia Tech beat the ever living shit out of Tulane, which was
1: amazing. So that is my two awesomes in a lane. <laughs> All right, Dustin, give the bad and the ugly. All right, well,
4: I I do have one bowl related thing that I thought was funny. I saw uh an AP story that was ESPN apologizes for uh and I don't even remember what they said, but it just caught my attention. So I clicked on it. <laughs> it was at the sugar bowl. ESPN was you know showing the local scene and you know, <laughs> let everybody see what was going on. So they cut to like Bourbon Street. And there was a lady who was pulling up her shirt uh, as they do on Bourbon Street and Uh, showing off, showing off how God made her to the world. And, uh, and he, and ESPN like didn't, you know, either think it through or have it on some kind of delay or like, I don't know, just go to Frenchman street or something where people don't do that. And, uh, but no, they, they, they threw it up on, on the TV. (laughs) And, uh, and they had to issue an apology about all their standards and, blah, you know, like they don't, they didn't mean for that to happen, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're, you understand this is Bourbon Street, right? You ever been in New Orleans? I've been in New Orleans. Yeah. I know, I know like, what Bourbon Street's like.
2: The camera, the cameraman should have known what was going to happen. He, he, yeah. he, he, he froze and forgot to turn it off.
4: <laughs> and if you're, if you have a camera that and they know it's a like. It, it it may not have even been slapped on the side of the ESPN, but if it's a someone who's like, hey, I got a camera, and I work for like some outlet somewhere, what do you think is going to happen then? Anyway, uh, it was just funny, um, I guess, is where right I'm going with that. Uh, there was this whole big to-do, and I'm sort of like, yeah, that's New Orleans, guys. <laughs> if, you're, if you're upset about that, then don't go there. That would be my <laughs> advice.
2: I mean being being down around there, you got Bobby Boucher
1: pirate around, and I love her. And she showed me her hoo-hoo's too, and I and love them too, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, I my good, I have a good, and then I have a, a
4: retrospective, I guess. Uh, my good is I'm I'm very happy. I was surprisingly happy the other day to have sort of ACC play start in earnest. Um, we had back-to-back games i really didn't get to see much of the carolina game the other night uh as i mentioned to the guys but carolina duke played back-to-back on espn what tuesday and it really was sort of was the start of the you know hey it's conference play like you're not gonna be playing anybody else it's all conference games throughout the rest of the year um and man like i generally nine o'clock if if there's a nine o'clock game i'm kind of like man this is kind of late these days i gotta get up and deal with this and deal with that i was into it and i was like very excited to sort of have conference play start and i was like real into the game it was just fun i don't know i guess i'm just like excited about um sort of us putting a bow on football and being able to move on to focusing on college basketball for the next three months but it was uh it was it's great to have it back. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm sure we'll have a little something on it at some point. and then my sort of retrospective uh is it hit me towards the end of the year uh how i'm I wouldn't say I'm getting old yet, but I'm getting older because this year I have just like I've like hurt things and it like takes me a long time to heal up. And it's how it hit me was we were at my grandmother's over Christmas and I was like, just bringing some cups out to like where we're going to have our Christmas breakfast or maybe it was on Christmas Eve or we do a a Christmas Eve dinner thing for my mom's birthday. And uh, I was coming out and I basically slipped and almost like fell, but I stopped myself and like I hurt my foot. And it's like. hurt a lot worse than i realized and then about a week later i'm like here back at home and i'm like sort of hopping around and i'm like man what's wrong with my foot my wife's like you bruised it probably pretty bad the other day when you almost fell down i'm like how is that still hurting and so it took me every bit of like two weeks to from a, a small slip to try to recover from that, which you kind of like hit me like, man, that's ridiculous. And then I was like, well, but wait a minute, what about these other things that popped up? I earlier in the year, over the summer, also while in North Carolina, all these bad things are apparently are piling up. When I go home, I was in the dumbest way possible. I like probably came pretty close to breaking my finger, or if not breaking my finger, because I was reaching in my parents' pantry to grab a uh trash bag and put it in trash can it started to fall i went to catch it i hit my finger on the doorknob hurt like hell swole up huge barely could use it for i mean for months it was like double the size and you couldn't really like use it i like really hurt it and it's still not normal size and probably never will be again (laughs) i'm just like man what happened And it just reminded me of like when I was like 14 years old and broke my hand playing baseball, the doctor was like, yeah, you can play again in two weeks. But when you get older, this stuff's not going to be as easy. It's going to take a lot longer to heal up. And I've been thinking about that doctor this year because I've had a couple other things. And I'm just like, man, how how am I starting to be the old man? But I guess (laughs) I am. I'm becoming the old man. So that's my retrospective as we turn the page to
1: a new year how the last year was a reminder that I'm I'm getting old. Well sit in a house that you have a mortgage on with your dog and you mark the
3: seasons by the young whippersnappers playing basketball on TV. So <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's true.
1: You have a sensible vehicle <laughs> <laughs> You're basically
3: like the guy in the progressive commercial. If you have any tissue box holders on your tissue boxes, I would encourage you to get rid of those, <laughs> <laughs> at least before you come over. The- for, for every tissue box holder you have, it takes an extra week for your hand to heal.
2: <laughs> that, <laughs> what, 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 the other one? Is like what, what is it? Um, I have like a, a polished shiplap up in the up in the attic. But when am I ever going to use this?
4: The answer is never. <laughs> <laughs> to the trash, Look, the guy, let me just say this, the guy's not wrong about a nineteen dollars salad, and he where he was like, "Hey, I'm just paying for my
3: own like, <laughs> Nope, that's what it costs here, buddy. <laughs> well, the best part about that particular commercial where he's paying for the salad is when he opens his wallet and it's stuffed full of receipts. And it's yeah. like <laughs> And you can clearly see that he's kept the years worth the receipts in there because he's going to take a tax deduction.
2: <laughs> I think my favorite one is when he's asking if you could guess what was wrapped up in aluminum foil in the freezer. Like, I'll give you five bucks if you could tell me what this is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're way off. Oh, man.
3: Unless your freezer goes out and then you get to find out what all your stuff is because you got to unwrap
1: it and cook it all in a bad dash. <laughs>
4: Leave us a voicemail if that's happened to you recently, America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, good, bad, and the ugly.
3: America, one of our buddies almost had his freezer go out. It's a big problem. Anyways. Um, all right. So Morgan touched on it, but what I was going to say is uh, my good, uh, since we've been gone a couple weeks here, is bowling uh, literally with my family. And what I mean by that is I literally went to a bowl game with my family at Morgan. As he mentioned, uh, we, um, uh, lane rhymes with rain and they are from new Orleans. So uh, maybe I guess they brought the storm with them because, uh, I knew the day before it was 95% chance of rain. My family that, um, is down in Dallas, uh, they just moved down there. They got married at um,
1: more or less Blacksburg, um, flew up. My uncle came up. They were all Hokey graduates, um, the entire family, and
3: the uh, the new uh, in law. And so we got to go to the stadium. Um, they were here in the morning for breakfast. Wife really kind of helped out um, and and put together a nice spread, which was great. Morgan was here the night before. We got to take him out. He kind of got a taste of um, the city, Annapolis. Uh, for being a smaller city, does a great job. Uh, well, obviously it's the military bowl, but they do a great job of um, in my opinion, of welcoming the two teams and putting on a lot of different events, um, they decorate all downtown with. Uh, they have a bar crawl um, that's, that has uh, beer specials and bar specials. Um, all of downtown is decorated with the flags of the two teams. So are old light posts in downtown, kind of if you think like a historic street, or just Google a picture of Annapolis, it's guaranteed to be the street I'm talking about. And um, they put the flags out and. Uh, what we noticed when we went out the night before was it was 85%, maybe even 90% Hokies that were out. And that surprised me because Tulane is definitely coming from a drinking town and they had a really good team this year. Um, we knew it was gonna be rain. Uh, people coming up from Texas knew it was gonna be rain. We knew we were in for rain, 95% chance of rain. And I think it moved to 99% chance um, the night before. So we got it, we're aware um that's fine it's the military bowl we can tough it out uh, the seals that were that were standing on the sidelines who were what morgan correct me if i'm wrong they were also astronauts, seals and something else yeah that did the coin toss yeah <laughs> it's like the guy came out and was like oh did you leave any positions for anyone else in the military just curious <laughs> but uh they were flipping the coin and just kind of standing out there um and it was kind of like you know and they were in like a bomber jacket and it was like, yeah, okay, I guess these guys are just gonna stand there for the whole game. I guess we can all tough it out a little bit. And so uh, but I'll I'll be honest, um, thank goodness for Virginia Tech and their running game. Because with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Virginia Tech had they kind of punched back and forth a little bit, and Virginia Tech started taking control of the game. Long story short. Um, I was very happy for for Virginia Tech in their running game because the fourth hour that you're in 40 degree downpour, um you really want a team, preferably the team that everyone on your side of, of, like in your row, is cheering for, and everyone behind you and in front of you, and basically ninety percent of the stadium is cheering for. You really want that team to win because you really want it to be worth it. And thank goodness for the running game because we we basically just were high fiving first downs because it just kept
1: running. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I think we. Rushed, I think Tech rushed for, for three hundred twenty-six or twenty-five yards
1: yeah and i think they rushed more than
3: 50 times which tells you uh the back half of the game was basically just running and running and running because at that point i'm not going to speak for the teams but we were fine we had the right gear for sure but it it was an it's an awesome experience for us to tell about it now but i think in the moment we were all like man i just hope they win because four
1: hours in the rain is a long time to be in the rain also um they ran out of beer and they ran out of all alcohol. Five yeah. minutes into the second quarter. So yeah. that's a long time to be in the rain without any alcohol.
3: Um, they, should, they should know better about mountain people.
1: And the New Orleans people.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> my wife
3: my wife definitely did go on what we'll call a scouting mission, um, hearing that they were running low, and she had on one of those big military parkas. Um, and so which you could stuff a lot of stuff in. And, um, so you get the general gist. she was gone for most of the second quarter and we were, we were well lubricated for the rest of the game, which I appreciate. <laughs> so, um, so that was good. And then, uh, I followed that up. I said bowling with family, right? I followed that up. I actually got to go be an uncle, um, because, uh, we had some, my brother had his in-laws come into town and there's some other stuff going on. Um, so I actually got to be, uh, take the kids out, my, uh, my, my nieces. Um, and I actually literally went bowling so that was fun i got to do that on friday morning and it was fun to uh, one of my nieces is very competitive and one is super empathetic and that's really fun to see the two of them because the empathetic one is so kind to the competitive one because she knows she always wants to win so anytime she doesn't knock down all 10 pins she'd like give her a big hug and stuff like that and then the the competitive one was almost like she knew that she couldn't like let her full competitive side out, which is pretty crazy to see at seven years old. So you could tell she was super frustrated and then she'd turn around and she'd be, but she knew that her her sister, her younger sister, like um, like wasn't as as into it, if that makes sense. So she was basically like, uh, so she would just like give her, it was really, it's cool to watch them interact. Basically, I don't have kids and, and um, I don't know if that will ever happen. So any chance I get to be around like my nieces or, my niece and nephew. It's cool to watch them grow up and interact. With. And so that was my good. So if I waxed poetic too long about it, sorry. That's what I enjoy doing. So being with friends and family and and competing or watching competition. That's that's pretty much the pinnacle of things for me. Um, bad. Speaking of watching competition, my bad is very simple. Um, it's it's fun to keep going to the Mayo Bowl because it's a real fun game to watch and it's real fun to see the sideline reporters do all the Mayo stuff and. They dip all sorts of crazy crap in mayo, and it's they, yeah. it's. it's way, I don't need to eat it, so it's way more entertaining for me to watch them eat it. Than, yeah, uh, gross, It's gross. <laughs> I
4: I would refuse to do that game if I was on staff. I'd be like, no, out. Anyway,
3: I think some of these guys volunteer to do it because it seems to be the, some of the same reporters year after year. Probably, but uh, or I guess they're announcers, but sideline reporters, announcers, whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Clark that was on the, Paul Carcaterra that was on the sidelines, literally just, they cut to him just eating fries with mayo. And they are like, the bit's over. You don't, you don't have to do it anymore. And he's like, well, there's not ever food on the sidelines. This is great, guys. <laughs> so, and, and I've now, um, uh, because it's my bad, I've now told you the highlight of the game, which was the announcers uh, eating things. So, moving on. Um, no teams, no teams played in that game. You can look up who was in that game. um certainly, certainly not the number one draft pick in the NFL, Certainly not.
2: hold on, hold on a second. I think I think we can Google the score, right, right? Uh, Logan?
3: <laughs> it was pretty bad. That's why I was trying to get you to go to the bar, Morgan, because I didn't want to sit there and drink and watch oh, by myself.
2: Dude, I, I I wanted to go, but your wife kind of made it. I think she was kind of like I think she basically didn't want us to go or anyone to go.
3: She, she would have been fine if we went. She needs sometimes more time than uh, oh. she had put
1: on I quite
2: I was this. getting the impression that she was like, let's just all hang out. Which i probably probably a good thing we didn't go out to the bar that night since I had an early flight. True.
3: But no, that was more a joke about how bad the how bad the offense was. So instead we drank oh. in the house early cider. And <laughs> <laughs> then my ugly is gonna be very simple. I don't need to do like a retrospective or like a bitch session on this, but What I've found in my current job, which is a white-collar office job, I'll put that out there, is that it is wonderful to be able to travel to different places and to be able to work off of my phone. However, people demand your time 365 days a year. And anyone that has a white-collar job or is in a, a role where they are if they got hit by a bus, they could be replaced, but at the same time, there's nobody under them, if you get the way I'm saying that, where where you're in need. It's wonderful to be in demand because you have leverage. However, nobody I have found, absolutely nobody respects your time because if you are out of the office, they know that eventually you'll go to the bathroom or you will do something. And if you have not physically or manually turned off the notifications on your phone, which if you have not answered, which I did, they will text you or they will call you or they will email you or, Um, I can speak to this because Morgan was at my house when it happened. I had 14 members of my family at the house. I had been off at that point for eight days. I was well into my PTO at that point, um, which I have to take because otherwise they will not pay it out. I know no one's crying for me. I'm saying that that I'm forced (laughs) to take it at the end of the year. So I was trying to do what I was supposed to do. And I just so happened to be going to a bowl game with 14 members of my family and my good friend in the house. And it's not even my manager. It's just a coworker just decided to call me. It was the fifth day in a row i had been contacted. It was the fifth business day in a row i had been contacted on my days off. And so I finally decided to call their bluff. I stepped outside about 10 minutes later. I picked up the phone. I called the conference call back. And I said, I have my entire family here, all 14 of them and my good friend from North Carolina my day off is there anything you need from me and their response was oh no sorry we we just called you by mistake and i said clearly you didn't there's a conference call going on right now is there anything you need from me nope happy holidays <laughs> thanks it's the fifth day in a row you've contacted me you fucks so if any of you are listening and you've somehow stumbled your way onto this podcast you're fucks
0: the end <laughs> Starting off miserable and reckless, right in 2024. <laughs> it's only
3: relevant because Morgan was literally there in the house. And Melissa, <laughs> my wife, muted the phone and looked at me and told me who it was. And I, in front of my family and nieces and nephews, was like, You gotta be effing kidding. Me. Like, it's just <laughs>
1: like, whatever. I rest my case. It happened last year. I should let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with a good, um, we picked up, a, another, so right now NC state's transfer portal class is number five in the country. And we picked up a local kid who's a redshirt, who's red It was a true freshman at Ohio state this year named Noah Rogers. He was a five-star wide receiver out of uh, Raleigh top 40 player in the country out of high school, top 10 wide receiver in the country. Um, and number two player in the state of North Carolina coming out of school. This is the type of talent a high school NC State never gets. Um, it, it's just it's huge to be able to we, – we were a finalist with Ohio State, but we, none of us had confidence back a year ago that we were going to land him. But, you know, in the transfer of Porto era, here we are. And he's. this is probably going to be over the next two, maybe if we're lucky, three seasons, the most stacked wide receiver room NC State has ever had in the history of their program. It's kind of exciting to see. Now, hopefully after Grayson McCall, we'll have a quarterback to throw to him because it takes two (laughs) in the passing game. But that's exciting to see. The bad being our lockdown corner, Aiden White, is hitting the portal. Um, He has been a stud for us for, I want to say, four years. I think he has an extra year because of the COVID year. And um, it's one of those things, you know, the transfer portal giveth. The transfer portal taketh away. And this mm-hmm. guy, I think he wants to play in another system to prove to the scouts he can, he's not a system guy. But Aiden White's been a hell of a player for NC State and been arguably the best corner in the league for a couple seasons. So hope, wish him success because it isn't like he just stuck around for a year or two. He, he did his time and he's graduating, but it's uh, sad to see him go. He would have been good on that defense next year. And then that gets me to my final one, which is a bittersweet bad slash good. The bad being... For whatever it's worth, we lost the bowl game. Shout out Brett's team, K-State. They won. The good, though, was um, Dustin has a, took a good photo. It was a, me and my niece. Were, she sat in a little kid's chair right beside the recliner when I, uh, beside me. I was sitting in the recliner watching the state game. And then there's a good photo of us both. And she's holding up the Wolfpack sign uh, right beside me. Mm-hmm. So it was a very sweet photo that Dustin was able to capture. And, but she did tell me, she goes, Uncle Logan, when I was two, I liked the wolf packs. But now that I'm three, I like Duke like my daddy. <laughs> That's right. I was like, the brainwashing has begun.
3: <laughs> now what you're saying is your niece has entered the transfer portal. She did.
0: Like I said, the transfer <laughs> portal. She waited till the end of the season. She, she transferred to the, uh, entered the portal heading to Duke.
4: She, kn- she knows.
0: It was just so funny. She was like, when I was two, I liked the Wolf Packs. (laughs) 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 That's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, All right, so kicking off, we have bowl season, as we talked about. Uh, I want to say the ACC went five and six in bowl season. Um, The teams that won, uh, the aforementioned Virginia Tech Hokies beat Tulane in the military bowl. Duke and the Birmingham bowl beat Troy, Georgia tech beat, uh, I can't remember who, cause who really cares is Georgia tech, but they won. Um, and then <laughs> Boston college pulled off a, a stunner against SMU. Uh, so we, we had a few teams get wins and then, you know, of course our, our school, the only one that beat a power five school, is Clemson, that was a hell of a game. If anybody watched that Clemson versus Kentucky, the rest of us all lost. Which you know, hats off to those that were actually able to get it done. But my question for everybody is: Is bowl season even worth it anymore? I don't think it means anything anymore. All the players are sitting out. They're like Florida State joke. They they were playing in the Orange Bowl of all things, and all their first string just didn't even play. Like, what are we coming to? Yeah, I.
1: So my I was th- I've been thinking about this <clears throat> like the. What everyone sorry, I've been fighting something for like a week. What everyone's been
4: uh harping on, right, since this has been going on is how many people have opted out and all of this. And it's fair. It's like it's kind of taken a lot of meaning out of all of the games. It seems to me that in terms of what's valuable in bowl season now, is at the top, obviously. When you expand to twelve teams in the playoff, you're gonna get a, a few more better tier bowl games there are not going to get many opt-outs you might get some you know somebody 10 11 12 it might happen but for the in terms of the seating the 1 through 12 seating but uh so you're going to get some good games at the top then you're going to get those mid-tier games where people are like look i'm going to the draft i have potential i don't want to get hurt you kind of can't blame them y'all, but it sucks because there's a lot of good bowl games that just aren't good anymore. But at the bottom end, bottom tier of the bowl games are actually just as good or entertaining as they ever were because they're not stacked with a bunch of guys who opt out. These are more complete teams. Like Duke only had a couple of people. They even their transfer guys played. They only had a couple of guys because they only had like one guy that's a surefire, uh, like high draft pick. Mm-hmm. And there, I think there was like one other guy who opted out. So where I'm going with this is like, I, I think. The bowl system is cool in, in how large it is for the as a reward system. I think it's cool that some of these guys to be a college athlete, you know, and I'm not talking about playing at the Georges and Bamas of the world, to be a college athlete and play at Coastal Carolina or wherever. You know, it do it's not an easy thing to do. It consumes your entire life. Um, you choose to do it, you are getting a scholarship, there's some benefits, but. It it it's all consuming and all encompassing. I think it's cool you kind of get a reward at the end of the season to go, you know, hopefully not to Detroit or, you know, somewhere crappy like that. But you know, certainly not shit Lewis. But <laughs> uh but if you can go, you know, play in the Fenway bowl, that's cool. Or if you get to go to New Orleans or you get to go to even Myrtle Beach, it's like it's just a cool sort of end of year. You get to, to be together as a team, you get to try to put one more win on the board. I think it's awesome, but it's not awesome for the middle tier anymore. It sucks. It's like either the playoff games or like the bowls before Christmas and everything in between, like, isn't interesting. So, you know, people always talk about it's too many bowl games. Maybe in the, to to me, I've come to the conclusion. Yes. In the sense of the mid tier bowl games, but on the bottom end, those guys, I love that they get to go and like get something out of it. And I actually think a lot of those games were kind of entertaining, just what little bit I got to see. It. So, sort of sitting back and looking at this, I don't know what the ultimate answer is, but the current status and structure doesn't work. Um, you know, that that mid tier, the Power Five grouping, where there's so many opt outs and sit outs. It's just not fun anymore, so they got to do something. I'm not saying you got to cut all those bowl games because obviously they, their TV guys aren't going to want to do that. But I think the bottom half of the bo- bottom third is fine. Obviously, the playoff part is fine. The middle part not so interesting anymore.
0: I 100 percent agree with you. Just because like you're right, like especially the G5 schools, those guys play, and those guys are just you know they're ecstatic to be there. The playoff obviously matters. The And then the bowl games are fun. Like, I mean, tell me you don't watch the production of the Pop-Tarts Bowl, the former Tangerine Bowl, for those that don't understand college football. The the corporate sponsors run everything now. But (laughs) the Pop-Tarts Bowl and the Mayo Bowl, like the promotions around it and the crazy shit they do with the food uh, sponsors, it's fun to watch. The thing I think that I get annoyed with is the prognosticators and then just people on Twitter, which is, you know, modern-day message boards. They they act like the bowls mean something regarding how good conferences are. And it doesn't mean anything because if you're not, everybody's not playing to full strength, it doesn't show anything. So like you can't look at a conference's bowl record and be like, well, look, we told you this, this conference is a joke. I mean, the SEC wasn't that nobody was had a good bowl record this year. Everybody was either one game above 500 or one game below 500. It's pretty spread out. It doesn't show anything anymore, but yeah. the bowl games are still fun. They just don't, have the same significance because the bowl game state was in, uh, was the same bowl game that Phillip rivers played in, in his senior year. And Phillip rivers was like the fourth pick in the draft. 2003. He played 2023. If he had been a player, he wouldn't have been playing in that game.
1: And you couldn't, and you can't blame him for it. Mm -mm. Well, yeah.
3: If you watched any bowl game whatsoever this year, and even if it was Wyoming versus whoever they played in the Barstool Bowl. Um, I, I genuinely don't remember who they played in. It was a great game. Um, I switched over because the Florida State game sucked. So. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but the Barstool one was interesting
4: just from the sense of, like, the counter-programming. Of it.
0: Yeah,
1: but,
4: that's where yeah, I was. It was-
0: it, was yeah, aired it aired on the, the CW Barstool. this year instead of YouTube, which was cool. It was on broadcast. And then you had all the Barstool personalities doing the the yeah. pregame and postgame coverage. And I didn't watch much of it, but who did the actual in-game commentary? Was it Big Cat and Dave?
3: It was Dave, some
0: other guy that I didn't recognize. Dave, Dave. Marsh and Dave. Okay. And then, and then,
3: yes, it was Big Cat as well. There's was, yeah. was three,
1: three men. Uh, which is Toledo, by
3: the way. Thank you. All right, I knew it was a blue and yellow team and I was, trying, I was racking my brain trying to figure out who it was. So for the record, there's I've got two solutions. Um, the first is an obvious one that they've already put in place, but it, I think it will help with the mid-tier. But the first things first to to what you said about the Pop-Tarts Bowl, what I already said about the Mayo Bowl, Carolina's put in it a couple of times, I'm not biased to it, but when we got the Mayo Bowl, I was like, all right, that's cool. The only thing that would have been better is the Military Bowl because it's the closest bowl to my house, right? So I'm like the Mayo Bowl that's that's fun that's that's easy to watch that's not um I I I've, I would enjoy going to Birmingham but the Birmingham Bowl doesn't do a whole lot for me that wouldn't have been that exciting to for me to watch if my team was in it and there's an ACC tie into it because obviously Duke played in it. So so if we're playing the lower tier bowls like the Myrtle Beach Bowl um there's some fun that can be had with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. There's some fun that can be had with some of these tie-ins. If you can't do something that's fun, like Pop-Tarts or Cheez-Its is kind of cheap. They just dump Cheez-Its on somebody. But and I'm <laughs> sick of the cheese, cheese, cheese commercial. I'm the cheesiest coach. Like get a new promotion. But um if you can't do something with the promotion, um then do something that is different and I know that people copy ideas and I'm i uh was it the holiday bowl where they where I've never seen this before but they dumped eggnog on somebody at the end of the game. It's like gee I wonder where you got that idea from that sounds like the mayo bowl but at least they're trying. I
0: want to right? know what happens in that bowl game because the one time we went someone backed out but that's another time for another topic for another <laughs> day.
1: So um I I guess what I'm saying is do the barstool thing do the uh
3: Barstool gave, they had a kicking contest at halftime. And the, if the fan pick from the stadium, um, who I believe was in overalls and cowboy boots, and I'm not sure if that was on purpose or if he was actually from Wyoming, um, he, if he kicked the field goal, he got a PS5. If the, if PF, is it, what is it, PFT commentator? Yeah, PFT. Okay. If he kicked the field goal. He had to buy himself a a uh, oh crap. I'm screwing it up. Uh, El Camino. It was a gold El Camino. I think is what he was going to buy for himself. I think I think it was a car he wanted. But still, it was hysterical that he had to buy it. He had to pull the trigger and buy it. So he <laughs> made the field goal and had to buy the car. And then the guy that was in the that they pulled from the crowd was in the armed forces. And so he said, well, I'm going to buy you a PS five, bring it back to the barracks for the guys anyways. And like, but like it was awesome. Cause it was like, wait, 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 like is this guy legit going to, I don't even care if this guy ever follows through on buying it. Like a, it just made it more fun. It's not like throwing footballs into a Dr. Pepper can, which by the way, is <laughs> still fun to me because it's great that one person basically gets like half their scholarship paid and the other person gets like five grand, which almost covers their hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's crushing so like you know they've been out there and all their neighbors are looking at them as they're like throwing footballs into like a trash can and they're like i hope billy gets this because he sure looks stupid right (laughs) (laughs) so any of that stuff that can be around the bowl that can be interesting if it's the military bowl you can find different ways to make things interesting or, or it's not just i used to work for the military bowl for full context but there's it's not just honoring the military there's other things you can do around it but just if you can't if you can't market your bowl well and you're just getting your name out there like whatever the wasabi fenway bowl is i know that it's a cloud computing thing but like smu and boston college are in it that's a great bowl game for the local area because you've got a great team that's coming to town and then you've got a local team that's coming to town and it was. Great because you wanted to watch it because everyone that was on TV, that was watching on TV, could see the SMU was losing. Now, part of the reason they were losing is because they were playing the same monsoon that Virginia Tech had played in the day before. And SMU's whole offense is about throwing the ball. What I'm saying there is the reason why that game was marketable and watchable wasn't because of anything that Wasabi or even Fenway Park did. And it wasn't because of what the teams did necessarily. It's because a storm came through and made it interesting. So if the weather is what's making your bowl game interesting, it's probably not a good sign.
0: The funniest part about that game was towards the end when everybody, you could see the look on the faces of all the Boston folks. They were just like, when is this going to be over? We've been sitting in the rain. There was like this dad who looked like he was in his early to mid forties sitting up in the green monster with his family and then wearing a poncho. He just looks miserable and he's looking around. And the commentators just keep commenting about how, look at him, he's just ready. He's like, come on, don't call house, don't review. Let's just go on it. We've had a nice evening. Let's just <laughs> let me get the family home. But then the, uh, over the speakers, they start playing Mr. Brightside by the Killers and he starts bobbing his head. And then eventually he's just singing <laughs> all the way. And I'm like, nothing gets white people going like playing Mr. Brightside on the PA. <laughs>
3: What, what BCS game was it where they came back from commercial break? And, uh, I, it's, I guess it's not called the BCS anymore. Um, and, uh, they had just played Mr. Brightside and you could hear the <laughs> end of it. And people were going oh, absolutely nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it was this one. year?
1: Y- yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the playoff games.
0: Mm, I, I it, it had to have been the Michigan Alabama game. Cause I didn't see that one. Cause actually forgot to put this in my, uh, Good, bad, and the ugly real quick. But instead of watching that, very quickly, go see The Iron Call. It's a movie uh, based on the story of the Von Erich family in professional wrestling. Very, very tragic family who had one uh, of the six or seven brothers. They had one die of a freak accident, one die as a child, uh, and then three commit suicide. And there's one of them that's still living to this day. And so, But it, Zac Efron did a fantastic job as Kevin Von Erich, the one that's still living. Hats off to his performance, but it's a very good movie, especially if you have siblings. Um, it, it's, it's a tear-jerk, I'm not going to lie. Kind of teared up a couple times throughout the movie. They're, they're in all the tragic stuff, but I uh, highly recommend. Good watch.
1: Goes to go watch it during the Alabama Michigan game.
0: Yeah. I boycotted that one. Okay. That's fine. The little 10 and the SEC, I'm good. <laughs>
1: The only other thing that I was going to
3: say, which is I may answer our our problem with these opt-out middle-tier games, is obviously if you expand the playoff, people will play.
1: Yeah. And next year, you're going to have more. You're going to have what? Uh, eight, several. What? Eight more well, centers. you're going to have
4: 12 teams, but you're going to have uh, four teams get a bye. So you're going to have yeah. sort of several rounds of, what, three rounds of of games where it's, people probably don't opt
0: out. Top four ranked conference champions get a buy is how they do it. Yeah. yeah. But well, well, unless you're...
4: they,
1: unless they change that. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Cause then that would automatically include the ACC and we know that they don't want to do that. But anyway, I suppose it would five.
2: When, when would they ever pull that move?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's never been done before.
2: You know, it wouldn't just going to make us an all SEC uh playoff everyone else half have, have it, a good night
4: it will do we want to take odds on the how quickly it becomes five teams from the SEC and five teams from the Big 10 and then a couple of tokens
0: mm-hmm. and, and you mean the conference champion for the ACC and the Big 12 just get thrown in there just because <laughs>
4: As, as eleven and twelve seeds,
2: yeah, <laughs> and they don't want to. They do want look completely. They don't want to look completely biased. So, of course, like you said, they'll they'll do that.
0: And the only reason the little ten will be able to do that is because they had to raid other people's good teams in their conferences because their their two legged pony show that they've had all these years with all the rest of their midgets that they've had, in like Maryland and <laughs> Indiana and and Northwestern, are not going to make the playoff. So, just saying they had to go steal the Pac-12's players in order for them to be a legitimate football conference.
2: Well, let's, let's be fair. It's, it's the two teams, the Midgets, and then Maryland that lived in the Midgets' basement. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just hope they don't all, go Maryland joining the house, Big Ten and repping the... the polls,
3: but, go ahead. Hey, but, hey, before we get off, you're right about Maryland, and here's why. Uh, Rutgers, Rutgers has moved up. That's all I'm going to say. Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Rutgers. Hey, they played a lot of teams hard this year, and I'll tell you what—that's a team that did not opt out. They, uh, they now they also played in that same monsoon, but I don't care. Greg Schiano's got those boys playing, playing tough, yeah. and it's—I I will say this—for all the hate they've taken over the past four years, I love making fun of Rutgers on this podcast. Can't do that this year, and can't do that after they whooped Miami and they whooped Miami, fair fair
1: Farren's
0: it's now no longer the conference with Rutgers. It's the Little Ten, the conference with Maryland. <laughs> yeah, because look, Maryland is that that guy in high school that got cut from the baseball team, but then got offered a spot to be a manager and still wears the uniform and acts like he's part of the team, but he's not.
1: <laughs> that's that's
4: well, pretty that, spot on. the The funny part about, or I mean, that's funny, but the the funny part about this is when, eventually, when this happens, if it, when we get to a point where there truly is a say thirty team league or whatever when we get to when we get to that day when they finally say all right these are the thirty teams we're gonna put in the top tier of college football you know if your name's Maryland or Indiana or Northwestern or Vanderbilt or all the other as Logan might want to. As Logan says, midgets running around in those conferences. You're not going to be invited to the party, guys. Like, the, the next move is to get rid of the dead weight. And sorry, but you're the dead weight. So you might be at the party, but you're not at like the, the cool part of the party. You're just like outside on the deck, like pumping the keg for
3: all the guys to fill up their cups. Yeah, you're the
4: guy that holds
0: up the guy's leg while he's doing a keg stand. <laughs>
3: hey, we've all, we've all seen this before, right? You walk into a club or you walk into a place, right? And you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, we're in Miami. This is awesome. There's, there, we're in the Clevelander. We had to pay an arm and a leg just to get in here. Oh, look, the drinks cost an arm and a leg. Hey, but we're at the Clevelander, man. This is... All- Wait, what's that area over there? Uh, that guy looks like LeBron. Is that LeBron? I don't know. I can't see. There's about 17 security guards in front of him. I don't know. It sure looks like LeBron. Maybe it's just a really famous black guy. Eh, It could be anybody who knows, maybe he owns a company. I don't know. We're never going to get over there and see him because there's three moats in the pool between us and him. Yeah. That where, where we are at the Clevelander. Yeah. And at the club in Miami, yeah, that's you Northwestern. Yeah.
0: And then when you, and then when you fly home and tell everyone that you partied at the Cleveland, when in reality that wasn't the case, that's Maryland in the Big Ten.
4: Oh <laughs> yeah, man,
0: I so
4: I I will say this not a different topic, but somewhat related. I, as I told the guys, what happened to Florida State couldn't happen to a better group of assholes. Probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend them. The only thing I'm going to say about that is. What my takeaway was: Look how deep, and I know the transfer portal is somewhat helped on some level with college football, kind of evening out some talent. Look how deep the talent is at Georgia and Alabama;
1: those schools.
4: I mean, you got guys leaning like, "Yeah, I'm not going to play. I'm going to the NFL," and they just beat the. Get out of me with their guys who haven't played all year. Like it, we missed it. Same thing.
0: Georgia had the same amount of players out from their main roster as Florida State. Think about that for a second.
4: I mean, it it blew me away. The talent disparity when you wipe away the the best players. Now, I would love to have seen the best players from both teams play and just see what happens. But sure. it really just the. When, when you cut away, say, the 20 guys, you know, the top 20 guys, wherever, and then and then that's the
1: discrepancy.
4: And then you have the gall at Florida State to think
1: that you're in that tier with those guys. Come on. <laughs> you know, come on. And someone said the meme around, I forget who it was in this group. It wasn't me. I believe it was uh, Florida
3: State's lawsuit has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
4: I saw that uh, maybe maybe the big 12 will take them
0: i understand why the you know florida state's first string sat out especially the f the nfl graphics however if they I'm, i would have defended them if they had like said, so, you know what, we're playing, and they ended up playing a really close game with Georgia or even beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl, but they didn't. They took their ball, they went home, and then they got a good old-fashioned ass-whooping on national TV, and it was they lost by 60 points to backups from Georgia. Yeah. If anybody has a, a gripe for not being in the playoffs, it's Georgia.
1: Yeah. Well, true. I, I said that on here. Um, that being said, uh, As much as we like the ACC and as much as we
3: talk Southern football, your point is valid. I think it's funny that we were talking about the Big Ten and how they were top-heavy and then you brought up the um, Florida State uh, once you wipe away their best players had basically no one. I can see how you would immediately jump from the Big Ten being top-heavy to Florida State being top-heavy and it's basically the same thing. Anyways, um, I'm not going to defend them either. What I am concerned about and not really on their behalf because as we've said all year basically fuck them for being whiny and and good luck with the lawyers honestly it's so hysterical to watch sports media kind of cover and god bless pete is it is it uh pete thamel am i saying his name right Thamel. it's Thamel.
0: Thamel, i think but i don't know that for sure
3: t-h-a-m-e-l god bless that man for literally for the past month saying the same thing which is i'm not a lawyer but um, they haven't figured it out yet. And it seems like they would be able to. And then he just lists the exorbitant amounts of money that they would have to go to figure that one out. But where I'm going with this is if you are going to lose by 60 points on national TV, um, good luck. Seriously. Good luck with the recruit. because if I'm a recruit and I see that happen, I'm like, Hey, uh, Dion, hey, uh, you got any work your program? Yeah. I'm just going to go to our girls. Or hell, Dabo. <laughs> like, oh,
4: Clemson
0: still looks pretty good. <laughs> you know what? I think it's time to, to revive little old Clemson. <laughs> I've heard they've got a bowling alley in the student union for the football. Mean,
3: you can get as mad as you want about not getting invited to the playoffs. Um, the way to back that up, and I know that your coaches can't make your players do anything, And if I hear one more reporter during any or announcer during one of these games say that I can't blame the players, but we get it. That's the national narrative. We get it. Okay, We get it. No one has to say it ever again. All right. The announcers, ESPN announcers, we don't care if you're blaming them. We don't care if you're not blaming them. All right. (laughs) We just don't. We just don't. We don't have to cover it. We just say that they're sitting out. Right. It's not like somebody saying, like, you know, like I'm sitting out for my busted ankle. Imagine if they did that in the NFL. Well, I can't blame him for sitting out on his busted ankle, but the team really could have used him, but I don't blame him. Like <laughs> we don't need to do that. But man, Florida State, you, you took a beating on your own that maybe wasn't deserved. And then you took a well-deserved beating and that back-to-back. I mean, I, I, I don't want to sit here and crawl on this podcast, especially in a podcast that, that's supposed to represent the ACC and Southern football, but like, good riddance. Y'all look stupid. That was, that was, that was real bad. That was not the way to get recruits. And nope. as usual, you kind of, you guys kind of shot yourself in the foot, or as Mark Packer says, there's a way of doing business and you failed miserably. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, and recklessly. But, uh, so <laughs> yeah. on a, uh, slightly funnier note before we probably shift gears to a new year's Eve, uh, superstition article. The I did see that Ole Miss lost like one of their um, I, I'm assuming one of their better wide receivers to the portal. And then it was reported that it was a mutual parting of ways and that there, there had been lots of issues between this player and coming in and complaining to Lane Kiffin, telling him how he needs to change the offense. There was just lots of issues throughout the season. <laughs> well, Lane Kiffin remains the king of Twitter, him and Tom Brady, just because he tweeted today after all this got reported. A picture of a someone uh, with a massive fish, deep-sea fishing, on a hook. And, and all he said was, catch and release. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: was
3: it a wide receiver or was it Judkins?
0: Oh, it was that guy. Yeah. I don't know what he played.
3: Yeah. He's the, fr- he's the All-SEC uh, Freshman of the Year. He's, the, he's one of their
0: two running backs. Okay. So, they're running back. So yeah. they they yeah, Quinn John Judkins. Yeah, that guy.
3: They have a two-headed monster. he he, he's like the bruiser and then they have Ulysses. I should know I watched all the games and he's the the agile guy and and yeah yeah he's already loaded up on defense I think he has 11 transfers coming in for defense which if you're keeping track at home is an entire defense (laughs) so yeah it's
4: it would it takes some balls to go after uh to, to tell your offensively, well-respected, very talented, good offensively-minded coach that he needs to change some things.
1: <laughs> so, anyway. Maya, I was
2: can... I, uh, uh, want to throw in one little nice little poke at one other team before we change the subject, but uh, uh, I don't know if anyone caught the, the Liberty game where there's lovely <laughs> undefeated teams out there, badass, and belongs with the big dogs. Um, I think I texted uh, texted you guys the one thing from the Jack Reacher movie. I was say you know, uh, Liberty won it, you know, in the New Year's Six, and then uh, it showed. I like, I've made it say college college football playoffs. Remember, you asked for this.
3: <laughs> they did. SMU and Tulane could have taken their spot for sure, and no, nope, Liberty just was
1: that game,
3: fifty-six to. And
2: yeah, Liberty, you wanted this, body, buddy, and not only that, not only did you get your ass stomped, your quarterback transferred right after.
1: Yeah, Saul gone.
2: Through. Yeah, like yeah, he's gone. So Liberty is about to become just Jerry Falwell country again.
3: Yeah, it was tough to. Uh, they played real well for about five minutes of game time, and then I um, kept asking Jamie Chabot looks weird without a ball. By the way. And uh, he still got points going to Liberty, and they they asked him at half or at halftime or the quarter break. I think he was down like forty-eight points, and they're like, "What? What do you need to do better?" And he was like, looked at the reporter like she was dumb, and he was like, "Well, we can start by scoring points."
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it would be funny had he taken the uh, the John Christ uh, bit. Just try to rally off. I don't know, maybe a quarterback, (laughs) a couple of
1: receivers. (laughs) That would be great. All right. Well, America, that
0: probably wraps up our football talk for the year. But nevertheless, don't worry. Once we get back close to the end of summer, we'll ramp it back up again because college football will be back again.
2: One, one last thing, JMU and Liberty sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's yes, the perfect sir. way to cap off <laughs> miserable and reckless college football <laughs> coverage.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, Hokies ended on a high note in the state of Virginia.
3: It's true. That's true. <laughs> we should sell a t shirt. You know how they do like tour, uh, tour shirts and they just list all the different dates. We should just do a shirt, and on the front it just says like Morgan's hit list, and it's <laughs> like an order maroon. And on the back, it's every single thing he's ever taught, every school he's ever taught crap about. Three <laughs> shoes, lying through it. Syracuse, oh, dude,
2: actually, all, all four of them, all five of them lost <laughs> in the bowl games. Syracuse, <laughs> FSU, Miami, J, uh, JMU, and Liberty.
1: Fuck it all of them. Yeah, Syracuse, I not mean, score, a touchdown.
2: They have like the Grim Reaper coming out of each room.
1: Yes, okay.
0: Syracuse got ran through. <laughs>
2: All
1: right. Sorry. You were saying, I think there's something about us stopping, not talking. Yeah. About. <laughs> anyway, so.
0: <we're... laughs> well, Ryan, I'll throw it to you for New Year's Eve talk because it yeah. is first of the year, 2024, first episode of 2024. But is this the fourth separate calendar year we've recorded an uh, episode, I believe, now?
1: Yeah. And
0: what? Yeah. We got we gotta be near one fifty, right? Did we pass it without oh, we're going? past it? We're on the one seventies now, I believe. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: This is very high.
1: <laughs> Good for us. Yeah, it is the fourth calendar year. Cause 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. This is the fifth, gentlemen. Fifth calendar year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2020,
3: 2021, 2022. I'm holding up fingers like I'm counting for preschoolers. Anyways,
0: I oh, know um, you were say so. This is, this is, we're recording episode 144. Okay. Yeah. In I the, had shows mixed up in the fifth calendar year.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, anyways, um, clearly all of us hold down jobs where people expect us to be able to,
3: uh, to do really hard things like count years
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and and number of episodes. All right, uh, New Year's. So um, there's always that weird uh, one of the reasons why, for the record, I don't think we should get rid of bowls is because there's never anything to do. Um, there's never, especially if you have kids or a dog or your wife is seemingly allergic to the cold. Um, There's never anything to do in the week leading up to between Christmas and New Year's. So it'd be a great uh, idea to keep the bowls. Hopefully, they'll get better as we go along. But when you do lead up to New Year's, um, there's always like the New Year's Eve thing, which I think we were talking before the podcast about uh, the differences. Then you were talking about getting a little older, Dustin. It's just, it doesn't seem to have the same idea of fun um, that you'd want to go out and you'd want to do anything out anywhere, maybe pay a babysitter, just, just go out in general. It's like, well, I, in theory, if I wanted to go out, I could literally pick almost any other day of the year to go out and try and have a good time. It's just, it's not as fun, but one thing I did notice, I'd never heard of this before, um, someone texted me and said, Hey, can you do me a favor? Um, on new year's, Eve? it was, this was new year's Eve. Can you do me a favor? And I'm like watching the BC or uh, whatever they're called now, CFP. I'm showing my age by calling them PCS. I'm watching the games and I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's like, hey, could you hurry up and finish up any laundry um, that you have? Because, uh, you know, if you do laundry on New Year's
1: Day, um, it, it means you could wash somebody um, like right out of the family. It's <laughs> like. What? Like, I was like, is this is this is this a joke? And I was like, so in my, I didn't want to say anything mean
3: back. Right. This is maybe that's one of my New Year's resolutions. I don't want to try not to say anything mean, except for those people who interrupted me during my break. You're still fucking fucks. But, anyways, <laughs> I, uh, new year, new me, I'm letting it go clearly. So, um, still have to work with them. So, uh, I thought it was interesting. So I Googled, like, you know, like, Washing clothes on New Year's Day, bad or you know, something completely ridiculous like that. Where if somebody had your Google history, they'd look at it and be like, "So what was going on here? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking about in this particular moment?" And uh, I, I found this article. I'm not sure what WFTV nine is, um, but it's clearly a a a, a TV station, and um, they have a whole list of new year's day superstitions i had no clue like 95 percent of these existed um the only one that i was definitely aware of is is i know that people do eat black eyed peas for luck on new year's day and that is the only thing that i was familiar with that people could potentially do on New year's day um, and,
4: and collard greens and ham Th- so this particular list did not include the ham Mentioned the collard greens, but that that is a New Year's Day tradition. I bring it up every year with my wife, and she I don't understand this. She doesn't like new black eyed peas. Like I'm just like, how do you not like black eyed peas? They're delicious. I used to eat them all the time. They're yeah. not. I don't even think we have them in the house anymore, just
1: because
4: she never eats them. And I bring it up every year. I'm like, we gotta we gotta eat black eyed peas. You get you do that every New Year's Day, and. uh she always kind of chews that one down, but we had ham this year. We had a nice spiral cut ham that's always constantly available here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. The uh,
3: the place that I went out to eat on New Year's Eve because it was Sunday, so we went out like earlier in the day, like Sunday brunch kind of thing. They had collards with ham, so like problem solved. And especially if, you're eating, if you're eating Southern style, I mean. I don't know many places that don't have collards with the ham. So.
4: I mean, if you're eating collard greens or you're cooking collard greens, it better be ham or bacon. in it. So,
1: I mean, you're not doing it right if you don't have it in there. And then use the pot liquor for something else. <laughs> <When you're done.
3: laughs> um, all right. So that was definitely the one that I knew about. You guys all have the article. Um, I can list a couple on here. These are meant to be, I guess, superstitions. Um, it's, uh, you basically, you want to heed the superstitions or these guidelines, um, as you're approaching the new year's, uh, I'm 39 years old. I will turn 40 this year. Um, apparently I'm screwed because for the first 39 years of my life, um, I have never heard of most of these with the exception of the black eyed peas and collard grains in hand. So, um, no wonder my luck has been so terrible, um, cause I haven't followed through on any of these things. Um,
4: this is life changing, though. So you can yes. just stick with this forever.
3: Um, so, the first thing on the list is uh, don't wash those clothes. According to folklore, if you wash clothes on New Year's Day, you'll be washing for the dead or washing a loved one away, meaning someone in your household will die in the coming year. So, for those of you that did um, laundry on New Year's Day, if you can go back and, and uh, remember if you did laundry on Monday, um, well, you're a horrible person, and you clearly do not care about everyone in your family.
0: I had never heard of this, but after reading this article on New Year's Eve, I legit was like, I, I want, I needed to do laundry bad, and I was like, I'm not doing it.
1: <laughs> I mean, <they> actually did <laughs> it. I was like,
0: I thought about it actively. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> I was like. I was like, I really need to wash my towels because I don't have any clean towels. And I was like, hey, what's one more day?
3: See, so you just, I, you just dirty on your couch for, and didn't shower for that day?
0: <laughs> Basically. Well, actually, no, I did shower by the evening, but I used like a towel, a dirty towel. I was like, I mean, how dirty can it be? I only use towels like twice before throwing them in the hamper. So,
4: I, I mean... I don't see how, who's such an eager beaver that you got to wash clothes that day anyway? Most of the time, people are hungover or tired or whatever. Why aren't you just laying on the couch?
1: Uh, I could understand for sure.
3: If you wake up, you got a hangover, kind of helps get the blood moving, get the shower, you kind of clean up your house a little bit, gives you something to do during the day before the. You know, I mean, not all of us like to sit around and watch the the parade made of of, of flowers
1: go by. So. I can understand. it.
0: Especially Um, when you're just sitting around, it's the perfect time to actually do laundry because it ain't like cooking. You don't have to stand over the over the washer and dryer. You just throw it in there and then you you watch TV.
2: Do stuff, though. You still got to throw it in the laundry. Get the soap in there. Turn it on. Put it in the dryer. Put it, it was, it fold it. it. Done. Then when it's done from the wash, you got to open the dryer, clean out the lint tray, then load it up and wait for that to dry like Dustin said and fold or hang up. And that's a lot of work from supposed to be your day off.
0: That is the uh, worst part about laundry is putting it away.
2: I think that's everyone's... Uh,
0: I s- I slept on the couch for two weeks one time because I had so many clothes on the bed that I just was like didn't want to look at it. And I just would walk past my bedroom and just slept on the couch because I didn't want to hang the clothes.
2: Yeah, I used uh-huh. to sleep on my uh-huh. clothes pretty much.
0: <laughs>
3: I was about to say, I'm not gonna throw anybody on this podcast under the bus. I one person on this podcast is notorious for that. <laughs> I,
1: do I, lived, I mean,
2: I, I lived I lived like right on the beach at the time. So I just didn't really have any clean clothes There's a handful of them that would work in work
1: beach uh,
4: well I
3: will admit that in this household I do 99.9% of the laundry and here's why because if you're doing the laundry then it is as you pointed out Logan you don't have to stand over it but it is very important that you have something that you are constantly doing now email also works for me for this if I just fur my brow and look very busy Uh, i can't take the dog out i'm clearly in the midst of writing a very important email but Mm -hmm. if i don't necessarily have emails to write um which i seemingly have them all the time to write thanks to the fucking fucks that i work with but anyways (laughs) i uh i can always fall back on laundry because laundry means you're doing something and not only are you doing something for yourself you're doing something for the person that you care about I'm, I'm washing your clothes. I'm giving you clean clothes. Actually, what you're doing is you're sitting on the couch watching TV show. Well, the laundry is actually doing all the work for you. But then when you move it over to the dry, not only am I doing that, I'm folding it and then I'm putting it away for you. I, I'm sorry. I can't be bothered. I'm busy folding your clothes and I'm putting them away. So
0: I, I can see it now. You probably have like a, a hundred uh, uh, draft emails sitting in your inbox going <laughs> and it's like uh, dearest email. Uh, Quinshaw Judkin rushed for 97 yards today against Vanderbilt <laughs> I wish that'd be awesome uh,
3: usually it's uh, yeah
0: Lane Kiffin's a cool guy isn't he <laughs> it's, just my, it's just my
3: draft of what Lane Kiffin should have said in his tweets I can come up with this better alright so that's laundry um
1: you guys want to cover any of the others that that stood out to you? Otherwise we can just keep going through the list. Um, Go ahead. The the visitor one. Mysterious guest. Yeah. (laughs) So that's incredibly important because
4: I had to take stand on New Year's Day to protect myself from that. It, It was... Seven seven fifteen New Year's Day. But, you know, uh taking the dog, getting ready to take the dog out. Normally, it's a little bit earlier. Got to got to sleep in a little bit that day. Um, and so I'm going downstairs. I'm I'm in our little like entryway, and there's a knock on our door. And I'm like, who the hell is knocking on our door right now? So you know, like we don't really have a way to like look out. So you're just kind of rolling the dice like seeing who's there so I just opened it up me and my dog
0: are standing there it's a little person Jehovah's Witness (laughs) (laughs) and I threw him in the closet (laughs) give Um, me the pot of gold bitch
4: (laughs) (laughs) it was this uh, lady uh, colored she had some colored hair some like pinkish looking hair she had uh like the like the the nice quite like fishnet but like almost like fishnet like stockings on and just you know knocked on the door and was standing there and I'm looking at her she's looking at me and I'm you know sitting there being like I'm about to take my dog out like my dog's standing there next to me and I'm looking at her and she like we're just staring at each other I'm sort of like, why are you on my steps?
1: <laughs>
4: she, she's like, asked for the previous owner. I'm not going to talk about who he is, but then she asked for the previous owner. and was like, oh, he used to live here. and His mom, blah, blah, I was like, he don't live here no more. And then I just stopped right there and just looked at her. And then she, she could tell this was, you know, like, okay. Um... And then there was this this pause of like, where do I what do I do next? And she's like, oh well, where does he live? And I was like, well, I gave her the state. I'm not I'm not gonna give the state either because <laughs> I gave her the state. I was like, somewhere in the in the state. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I basically was like, looked at her with the Are we done? Hmm. Look. And she was like, "All right then," and like, closed the door. And I just stood at the door, me and my dog, and watched her walk down the steps and away. And she like looks back and like tries to give me a smile, and I just don't smile, and I just <laughs> watch her walk away. <laughs> and so this is like, you know, seven seven fifteen in the morning. And I'm like, "What are you doing here?" Like, I want to make sure you understand, you're not welcome. Like. I haven't even
0: had my coffee yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: And it would have broke the rules here. Like if she would have tried to step in, it would have been a year of bad luck. But took a stand, especially her away. someone
0: with uh pink hair.
3: Yeah. Awful. awful. So the rule here for the mysterious guest, because we have to give the context, otherwise people are like, is he just anti hospitable? Is he? <laughs> well,
1: but I'm I, mean, bad. I am. Yes. I am bad. Yes. <laughs> how
3: before we go further how long did you make your dog wait to have her reasonably clear the neighborhood before you took your
4: dog for a walk so that you wouldn't run into her again because i know you Uh, did
1: or did you let your dog in the backyard
4: no we, we went out uh it wasn't long three minutes maybe like i walked out i mean i figured they had that person had to be parked out on the street somewhere, right? Unless they just wandered into the neighborhood on foot, which is possible on New Year's Day. Uh, maybe that's why they were there. Maybe they needed a little assistance and they thought, oh, I know this guy. He lives over here. Surprise. He does not. <laughs> so the
3: first guest in your home on New Year's Day fills an important role in the coming year. And it is said that person sometimes called a first footer Foretells the kind of luck you can expect there in the next twelve months. The luckiest guest to have is a tall, dark, handsome man who brings you a gift. It sounds like you had the exact opposite of that, Dustin. And this
0: was <laughs> this was where I took an issue with this superstition because society loves to push this narrative about tall, dark. Like what in the world? Like as a man who is five foot nine with light colored hair and a ginger beard this whole like tall and dark thing i, I just that's ridiculous
4: I, I do believe it said no redheads either i was <laughs> getting
1: <that.
2: laughs> you don't it was a Car- Cartman said soul, soulless gingers <laughs>
3: <laughs> so who don't you want to cross your threshold first on new year's day a blonde a redhead or a female should be barred from coming into your home first. <laughs> so I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but um, well,
2: clearly, gingers. Someone <laughs> just kidding, just kidding.
3: The high someone has a high probability on this podcast of having a redhead female come into their home first on Year's <laughs> 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 Along with the redhead. Female that you should bar from coming into your home. Um, they have to sleep outside, apparently, on the first. Um, they'll be outside with the lady in the fishnets And also, you should also ban these people, uh, grave diggers, doctors, and cats. So they're just as bad as the gingers, apparently.
0: I'm with you on the cat thing.
3: The cat thing makes sense.
0: Yeah,
4: I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, so somebody, maybe, hopefully, she wasn't a grave digger. Otherwise, you were in a lot of trouble. So. <laughs> what? Well. Well, she can go back to her doctor and cat and go figure out life because she was not welcome on my front steps on New Year's Day or any day for that matter if you're out there listening. Now, they need to knock.
3: They need to be admitted so they can't break break in and enter. I think all bets are off then. Like like your luck may still be intact if you make it through the breaking and entering situation. And then here's the part that really seems like a problem for potentially me and Logan. Um they need to walk through the house and leave by a different door. Yeah, <laughs> now, in certain situations When I lived in an apartment, if I was pushing my luck, um, I would literally be pushing my luck because I would literally have to push somebody out a window so that they could leave by a different door. <laughs> <laughs> so this seems pretty... I, maybe I would need the gravedigger, just saying.
1: But it's fine. There you it, go. would be the sad person. So.
4: Well, the doctor, to pronounce them and then the grave digger to bury them, and then the cat to walk around their
3: grave. (laughs) Real dark, real fast. (laughs) If you need somebody to come in through the door for luck, this seems pretty biased against... Another narrative that is pushed on us constantly is that apparently everyone in America needs to have a house. I'm just saying there's a lot of people in the city that,
1: you know, they only got one door. You know what I'm saying? So... Now, if they can enter into your lobby, and that's a door, right? They can
3: cross the threshold. Well, then you've got, if that's the case, and they can go out the back door, then we've opened up a whole other can of worms. Now you've got to be down there at 1201 on New Year's Day guarding <laughs> the threshold. Excuse me, sir. Do you live here? Excuse me, sir. I'm waiting for a tall, dark, handsome man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you do not. You can't cross the threshold.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Can you imagine you're out there screaming at some girl she can't come in, waiting for like your tall, dark, handsome dude to show up?
3: <laughs> <laughs> your luck would go really well with a particular type of person in that
1: apartment building, Logan, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, um, we covered the right food.
3: It says, when the tall, dark, handsome man shows up with a gift, let's hope it is black eyed peas and collards. The combination staples on southern tables are said to represent coins and greenbacks. They translate into good luck and financial gains in the new year. Apparently that's why you need to eat collards and black eyed peas. Black eyed peas apparently represent coins and uh, collards represent greenbacks. I wonder how old these traditions are because I don't know if they know, but at the party store, in the dollar store, you can literally just go buy a bag of coins that represent coins in the pirate section, and you just unwrap the little bowl <laughs> from the chocolate, and the chocolate tastes a lot better
1: at times than the uh, black eyed peas. So I'm not here to update. I'm not black here eyed eyed peas update. Eyed peas are amazing! What's that?
2: That's a black eyed peas are
1: amazing. Yes, I used yeah, to go were. get a can when we lived together. You go get a can of black eyed peas and, and eat them or cook them or whatever, or. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what else, guys? You got anything else? Well, yeah,
2: I thought the the make some noise one was, was quite hilarious, especially if you're living in kind of like a more of a, a bachelor, living in more of a mature area in an apartment, and midnight you just scream loudly multiple times, <laughs> waking up your old neighbors. Like, what the hell are you doing? I'm scaring away the ghosts. okay buddy
4: (laughs) and if if you are living next to older neighbors and be like and damn it Billy if you die next year I'll be screaming at
0: you (laughs) I I was actually covered if I thought about it I have black eyed peas and greens it's a good thing thing you just sat on your couch and did nothing didn't even do the
3: laundry and did it. yeah
0: (laughs) we just sat there yeah I thought
3: I'd seen these a while back. That's great. You had them both and you didn't eat either of them, but you're so worried about the laundry. You just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's why this podcast is funny in real time. I can't believe you <laughs> didn't <we> found those. <laughs> so Morgan covered the make some noise. How you just scream uh-huh. at midnight to. I mean, we're like when the cop cop
2: shows up. And he asked, what the hell? I'm scaring the ghost away. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a phone call, buddy. We will we'll help you right out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are the goblins and ghouls here right now, sir? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry, sir. They're not going to hurt you anymore. <laughs> uh, Morgan, while
3: you were making noise, did you notice the other thing you're supposed to do that makes a lot of sense? What? At the stroke of midnight, you're supposed to let the new year in. So at the stroke of midnight, you're opening all your doors and your windows in the house in, in January, um, depending on where you live. It's a great idea. And it lets the old <laughs> out and the new one in. Now, I don't know how you're supposed to plan this, especially if you're living in the house with the two doors, because if you're living in the house with the two doors, you're going to need to have, I guess, the ghosts and the goblins help you open all the windows, because I can't literally open all the windows in my house at the stroke of midnight at the same time, just saying. So I got to do some some planning here. But um, once all the windows are open, I'm curious, do I scream as I'm opening the windows (laughs) or do I scream after I open up all the windows?
4: Both. Why not?
1: Just just scream as I'm opening the windows.
4: Yeah. And then an extra scream just to make sure.
3: (laughs) Keep the cats and the gravediggers away.
4: (laughs) And the pink-haired ladies. (laughs) Oh, uh, the screaming!
2: It makes me immediately think of, of Creed and uh, the Toby skit where he's like,
1: "Strike!" It was a "Scream"? Strike! Run! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last two on the list that were kind of fascinating to me. Um, Logan, sounds like
3: you accomplished this. Uh, keep everything inside of your house. On do not take anything out of your home on New Year's Day. Literally nothing. So, like, for example, if you took your clothes or or maybe your dog out, it's a problem. No garbage goes out, no packages are taken to the car, or luck will go out and not come back in. So it sounds like sounds like your dog took all your luck with her, Dustin.
1: Maybe
4: she brought back in. She she did that when she needed surgeries and itchy pills and uh special wipes for her feet so she didn't have, uh, infections. And, um, I don't know what else. Oh, prescription dog food. Um, yeah, I
0: don't, th- I don't think that
4: started on new year's day.
0: I told Dustin over Christmas, I was like, cause we have a history in our family of dogs that have special problems like that. So I was like, of course, Dustin got a dog like that. And my younger brother did too. I said, and then there's my, 16 to 18 pound Beagle Jack Russell mix who has uh, eaten a third of my remote control when she was a puppy and digested the plastic, no issues. And then <laughs> I found her underneath my bed one time and she had stolen a bottle of melatonin and uh, pried it open and ate half the bottle <laughs> and was just knocked out napping underneath the bed on a blanket.
1: <laughs> uh, some of us get, get the good dogs. then. <laughs> If you get a good others one, have
0: itchy pills
1: <laughs> one, put,
3: trust me quit while you're ahead um, trust me because the second one comes around and you're just the whole time you're staring at it like I'm supposed to love you but you're not you're not what the first one was
1: <laughs>
3: alright the last one could be accomplished quite easily I think I have figured out a solution to all of these uh, problems Here's the solution. If you go on vacation to Wrightsville Beach or even Carolina Beach, you can accomplish a lot of these. Um, They definitely sell black eyed peas and collard greens at the store, as I know, because I've been with Morgan to go get them. Um, You definitely will not be looked at or judged at all for opening the windows in your hotel room, which, by the way, the windows and doors. All you have to do is slide them open. Right. And then you can scream into the abyss of the Atlantic Ocean. And nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to give a shit because they're going to be partying and lighting off fireworks and doing all the fun people in Wrightsville Beach doing anyways. So you can take care of opening the doors and doing midnight situation, scaring the ghosts, whatever. Um, you don't have to take anything out of your home on New Year's Day because you're, again, at Wrightsville Beach. So if you've rented a place, just make sure that when you leave the place, it's not your home so you can take whatever you want. Um, You don't have to take the garbage out, nothing, because everything stays in your home. So you pass that that, uh, situation. We already covered the food. Um, Mysterious guests. Well, kind of hard to help you there. Can't necessarily make anybody show up at your door. Um, But at the same time, um, there's not a lot of gravediggers and cats in Wrightsville Beach, so you've got a leg up there. Um, Maybe you could, you know, have your buddy be next door. And maybe he could be tall, dark, and handsome, and you could just say, like, hey, in the morning, do you want to just knock on my door when, um, when you're ready to go to breakfast? And when he knocks on your door, you say, come right on in. Um, and then the last thing, and this is the most important thing, I think. Uh, it was, obviously, it was the last one on the list, so I think it's the most important superstition. You need to think circularly, apparently only on uh, January 1st, and eat something that is in the shape of a circle, and you will have good luck.
0: I inadvertently did this because I had ordered some McDonald's on New Year's Eve from DoorDash, and then the next morning I had a leftover um, steak, egg, cheese, and onion uh, bagel, and I ate that the next day on New Year's Day.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. You're thinking circularly. Well, yeah. you a beach, I... at least you could go to Brits Donuts.
4: Well, not on New Year's Eve. Brits Brits is seasonal. Second weekend of September to Easter, they are closed. We could go to Krispy Kreme. Could do that. Also, uh, right by my house, or many thousands of places in America, Dunkin' Donuts get their blueberry donut. Very good donut. Check that out, America. You're welcome. Also, Dunkin', if you want to sponsor us, I'm very interested. I'm a
0: big fan. And... Speaking of blueberry stuff, I did I did eat a blueberry Pop-Tart too that I had left over because I bought some Pop-Tarts for the game. That blueberry Pop-Tart, as the kids would say, that shit was lit. It was so good. I don't think I'd ever have one.
1: We had a whole conversation at the bar because your game
3: was the day after the military ball or whatever. So after I dropped Morgan off of the airport, came back to the house, <laughs> we ended up going to the neighborhood bar over here for the second half of the game. We had a whole conversation at the bar that ended up bringing the bartender and everybody else into a conversation. You know, when you have a conversation about something and you're just just trying to be between the two of you, but like everybody like finds their way into it because there's not <laughs> that much going on. The bartender must have talked with us for like five or 10 minutes about his favorite version of Pop-Tarts. And I was just like, you know what? This was a conversation where I was just planning on making fun of my wife for liking them. And I don't actually care about what flavors you like, sir. But I had a <laughs> conversation with the bartender because it's in our neighborhood about like what Pop-Tarts he likes. So now I know way too much about like what to bring if I ever find myself on a camping trip with this fellow.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, yeah. just here to have a drink and watch the game, sir.
4: There's a ton of flavors. I mean, my wife likes the absolute worst one, but there's a lot of other movements. Gary? Yeah. Cherry. Yes. That's her favorite one. I'm like, how do you like that? That's your, they shouldn't even make that.
0: Cause I bought, I bought three of the like, uh, things of pop Tarts, not like the full box. The ones from the gas station before, uh, coming home for the game at my parents' house. And, uh, Dustin's wife was like, what flavors did you get? And then when I said it and Dustin's like, no, he didn't buy cherry. That's that stuff is shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, is there any other traditions that you guys participate in, and or that you've heard of that you think are stupid, either that you participate in or that? Uh, I don't know. I mean,
0: probably last few years, one tradition I have is Texas might be Oh,
1: that's good. Good. You're one of those guys that takes medicine for a hangover. I feel like it's <laughs> I have to suffer through it.
0: It's my
1: gunnings.
4: Nah, you gotta shortcut that.
0: Yeah, because I had I think three glasses of champagne and I knew and at the moment I did, I was like this is gonna, I'm gonna have a headache from this because it's just, that stuff is just made to give you a headache.
1: Especially that late at night after you've had other stuff to drink. Yeah. Uh, we ended up going to A place I took Morgan uh, a couple nights before, it's like right on the water. And
3: uh, I had a couple other martinis. I remember I was walking back to the car and I was like, hmm. Man, it'd be, it'd be really nice to get to the end of the Nashville present, uh, the Nashville like New Year's Eve. Which, of course, if you're not paying attention, Nashville's New Year's Eve, I'm on East Coast time, so that's actually the 1 a.m. time. I'm kind of looking at my watch, like, This could be interesting. This, this is this this might be a little bit of a fun experience. And uh, I did, I'm aware of the fact that I did because I saw text messages to Logan at like 1248 and there's no way I fell asleep within 12 minutes. I know we missed midnight because it was like 12.06 and my wife's like, ah, fuck it. We're going to Nashville. We'll just celebrate on Nashville time. And I kind of looked down on my phone and my watch, like, ooh, this this, this could be interesting. I didn't know we were per- pressing 1 a.m. And uh, we made it, but uh, I'm gonna say it's, it's a little blurry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I I,
4: I I did celebrate it. with Nashville because I fell asleep in for a couple hours on East Coast time and then I woke up at like twelve 12-0 oh whatever, 12-0-7 and was like, Oh, Leonard Skinner, okay. And yes. then <laughs> and then just watch them until they dropped the ball in Nashville. <laughs>
1: like I say the same. Same. Uh, we've been hanging out too long. Same. Same
3: minds. Think alike. It was exactly it was exactly 12.07. I can tell you for fact. I looked at our watch and I was like, "Oh, I guess we missed the New York people." My wife kind of looked at me and goes, "So, sat down." <laughs> <laughs> well, it
1: is our time zone, sweetie. Sorry. Sorry, break. <laughs> no, maps aren't real nowadays. But uh, <laughs> all right. Well, you guys wanna close it out? is there any is there any new leaf you're turning over this year?
3: Or are you just gonna be the same cranky, miserable oh, yeah. you know, oh you know, um, use-
1: this
2: this is the year I'm gonna get down to you know eight percent body fat, get some good muscle going, high endurance. Yeah.
1: What are you at now? Eleven <laughs> percent.
2: oh shit i'm fine no i'm i'm north of 15 buddy i'm 40 and eat poorly
4: (laughs) Uh, i'm changing nothing because i like the way i am and there's nothing that needs to be changed and um don't try to tell me otherwise also i hope you all have a miserable and reckless year no well wishes from me
1: What
0: is it? Who's uh, to blame that bitch with the pink hair? <laughs>
4: Red, Red Foreman says, If you don't like me, you can kiss my ass.
1: <laughs>
4: Red Foreman and Bob Knight. That's right.
3: <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna call you to do the uh reporting of the Barstool game next year because that was pretty much Dave Portnoy's uh response to any question he was asked during the game. You can pretty much kiss my ass. And um, this is a great, wonderful game I'm announcing. And anyways, back to more entertaining shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in. I'll do it.
1: Sorry, we're not supposed to talk about football anymore. It's like that guy from Virginia Tech. Not supposed to <laughs> 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 All
0: right, well, be sure to leave us a voicemail. Link in the description. Give us five stars. Great review. Uh, and as Dustin said, have a miserable and reckless year. <laughs> That's the show. <share. laughs>